When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. I'm really pleased to say that this episode features the brilliant comedian Tony Law, and it was great getting him on. If you've got any suggestions for people you'd like us to have on, then let us know on Twitter or Instagram at DicksPod. And if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review or a rating, and feel free to tell all of your friends. And now, here's Desert Island Dicks with Tony Law. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Tony Law. Hello. Hello there, sir. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Pretty good. Are you having a good lockdown? Uh, It's going okay. (laughs) I feel like it's become fairly normal now. You know? It's hard to know what is a good lockdown until we get another one. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting used to just childcare and yeah. coming up with new new ways to entertain a small child. Yeah, I'm I'm um, realizing how poor of a parent I am. If it's taught me anything, is it um, for sustained long periods, I lack imagination. Yeah, it's really highlighted <laughs> that with me as well. It's like, uh, right, let's go in the garden. <laughs> I've run out of ideas here. Uh Go for a walk? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Let's play catch. Yeah, I know we did it before, but this time <laughs> there's a spin. Yeah, this time. Oh, no. it's it, That part's kind of rewarding and lovely. But um, And then once you get over the feeling sorry for yourself that all your gigs are canceled, I mean, you just have to go online and see that everyone else feels that too. So you've got really no, in in a way, you've got no one to uh, whine to because mm. everyone else has got their own shit going on. Yeah. So you're, you're just on your own going, uh, pretending it doesn't, but you're fine. Yeah, but you get used to it. And if you build a, a closet studio, the work should should start rolling in for voice work now that i got this studio yeah i mean i should say to the listeners i mean tony your your sort of cupboard studio is is beautiful i mean it it looks uh it's nice and sort of space age because you've got sort of like quilted silver material in the background so it looks quite space shuttle-esque yeah and it it, and it should stop me if the engine of the car <laughs> that this isn't catches it's because it's sort of um it's meant to insulate uh, from heat mm. in a car. Okay. That's the silver shit, yeah. Anyway, I don't know the science on it. But, <laughs> but it's industrial thanks grade. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. How did you find the process of uh, choosing choosing your, your dicks for the island? Because you, you mentioned in some correspondence well, you're quite a, a cheerful person normally. Well, no, that's the thing. Is You see, I'm not a cheerful person. I've I've got a real miserable side. And so... I've kind of purposely gone out of my way over the last 10 years mm. to to try and get that out of me and I can be quite a resentful person so I've 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 eliminated 
I, I, I've developed a habits of finding something positive about every single person mm. that annoys me. Otherwise, I was becoming uh, super, super unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> like I, you know, I can see Ed Gamble on TV and and just go fucking Ed Gamble, and then I could find reasons to be resentful of Ed Gamble, but I don't because I remember meeting him, and every time I've met him, he's been lovely. So there, fixed. That's fixed. <laughs> So I haven't found anyone, um, and also I'm at that age where I, the things that used to make me hateful don't as much now because I know that in a little while it'll pass or that that person will, on some level, have some redeeming qualities. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I don't sort of write someone off. Like, I even found myself with, uh, with actually it was difficult, with that Cummings guy. Yeah. Who everyone is... Um, rounding on and I just thought oh feels like everyone's bullying and then I and then I listened to him for a while and I thought I I can't find enough to defend him but I don't want to be part of the people who pile on him mm. so I just ignored it yeah so that's that's kind of where I'm at yeah. <laughs> so I found it hard to to single anyone out mm. um and also yeah I've kind of cut myself up I read I, I read the guardian for like 30 years when I when I first moved here I wanted to educate myself so I chose a broadsheet and when I started reading it I didn't really understand what they were banging on about and I didn't even understand all the words <laughs> but I forced myself and then after about like 20 solid years of reading it I was really into it and I became such a fan but then around 1995 or 96 no actually not that early maybe yeah 97 I don't know I just I just something changed in me and I stopped reading it and so ever since then I've become uh, out of touch <laughs> <laughs> and I mostly think about space quite a lot and history <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of cut off with like I go on Twitter and then everyone's like oh this person's a fucking blah, 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 blah. and then you, you get I get a little bit excited about it and then it, but then it fades too quick. Yeah. So, having said that, I've decided to go back in time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I think it feels like you've got quite a positive mindset for it. Maybe one day we'll do a spin-off podcast where we go back through the episode and try and find <laughs> the good in everyone, and and it turns into a party item. But wait, this is all me. This is all me trying. I'm emp I'm putting in. I'm um. I'm employing all the methods I've used mm. too. But you get me going, I can get pretty bitter. So <laughs> okay. I, I think we'll we'll still get there. Okay. I got the, I've got a couple of um. I've got like a type of person that I wouldn't mind talking about later sure but i suppose i suppose um uh where could i start off um i would say well i think heinrich himmler is a bad one isn't he <laughs> <laughs> i would <laughs> i would hate him yeah like yeah. a lot he reminds me that cummings isn't far off i'm not in any way just there's something about uh that middle management kind of sneaky, mm. oh, just I bet he's judgy. You just see how far it can go. I mean, it, he pretty much uh, does what it says on the tin. It's Heinrich Himmler. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what you tell us what you don't like about Heinrich. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, I imagine that would be pretty tricky to be stuck on a desert island with. Although maybe, you know, maybe when he's completely out of context and he's, you know, far away from anyone else, he just becomes like, you know, quite a nice guy. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he's bad to the bone, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to start defending Heinrich Himmler. <laughs> Put you in a really awkward position there. Um, I think... Uh, <laughs> You know, oh, just you, you get the feeling he wouldn't pull his weight on yeah. the island. We're on a desert island, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. <laughs> if, I, if I try and remove him from his crimes and just look at him, I mean, you shouldn't. You can't really judge him from the looks, but he's got a real chin. He looks like Michael Gove. Do you know what? It's been so long since I've looked at a picture of Heinrich Himmler that I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, remind. I'm just gonna have a quick Google now. There's Let's a have sentence. A look. <laughs> it's yeah. been... Do you know yeah. what? As well, I forgot he has the sort of he's got a sort of proto Hitler moustache as well. It's like, God, talk about kissing ass. That's it, isn't it? He's a real ass kisser. Oh, I love your moustache, Hitler. I've got one just the same. Not as good as yours, of course, but... And you know Hitler talked about him behind his back. He's going, <laughs> fucking doing my moustache. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he looks a bit govy. He's very chinless. Mm. Yeah, something soft uh, about him, isn't there? And, uh, yeah, and uh, I bet he's in- incredibly nice. <laughs> like, polite to people, but, but just a dark meanness underneath it all i mean there's probably a fairly small cross-section of society he's nice to (laughs) yeah i suppose if you're on his good side which is you know his his Aryan side you know then you're okay but he probably moves he moves through i don't know he seems like the sort of guy who would even be polite to someone he was about to send to their death he famously when he went to a death camp he fainted because he found it uh, all too much, which I think oh, wow. says everything. And I, mm. uh, I don't think I'm ever going to come up with anything new on Heinrich Himmler. <laughs> <laughs> he has the sort of appearance of that, you know, that classic Nazi who kind of, before when you're tied up in a chair, he kind of starts with a, you're not so different, you and I, that sort of thing. Yeah. He's got that real look of that kind of guy, hasn't he? But he's so cowardly, you don't think he could even carry out the wicked things that he gets other people to do i think he seems like the sort of person who you know people who really like eating meat but they hate any meat on the bone because it reminds them that it's a dead animal is that sort yes of, you know, it's that kind that's of mentality ex- taken to the extreme isn't it yeah that's exactly what he's like he's one of those people he doesn't mind it under the plastic <laughs> yeah you know but the idea of he would hate jermaine greer and i imagine he would really <laughs> really hate jermaine greer and that's probably one of the nicest things you can say about jermaine greer <laughs> but but she's she should be lauded for she goes and kills her own meat because she wants to feel more you know connected to it and i, th- wow. I thought that was fucking awesome i, I yeah. love jermaine greer mm. i get i get very hero worshipy about people you know like like and then I choose one from whatever it is. So like my favorite historian is Mary Beard, and no one will ever knock her off the top. So I, mm-hmm. I like virtually l- love Mary Beard. And um, as far as top feminist goes, um, it's got to be Jermaine for me. <laughs> <laughs> but and nowadays she really enjoys winding people up on. But we're not talking about Jermaine. <laughs> we're talking about how much Heinrich Himmler would loathe her. Mm. They're so very different. 
They're very different. I think being stuck on an island with anyone who believes they're part of a master race is is going to be going to be challenging. Yeah, but you know he would he would reveal you no, know, we don't even think it really. It's just a way to get people worked up, you know. <laughs> And then we give them loads of methamphetamine, although we don't call it that yet, but it really motivates people <laughs> and strips their humanity. Yeah, mm. on a, a, what would you want? Like, so if you're on the desert island and you don't know what he's about to become, that's more... Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you wouldn't let him on. You just, if you know it's... Heinrich Himmler, the famous Heinrich Himmler, mm. and you see him, you're not, he's not going to make it to the island, is he? No. Because you and my other guests <laughs> are not going to allow it. We're going to see him coming in. And I've picked some pretty horrific guests, so you, uh, you've got to, you're going to have to make a hierarchy. So, like, if you see, if you see Himmler swimming towards the beach and you need to push him out, you're going to need to get one of the other guys that you find horrific to help you push him out. And and I don't think I'd have any trouble convincing Joseph Jugashvili Stalin to help out on that. Because <laughs> there's no love lost between these guys. Okay, so Stalin is your second choice for the for the island. Yeah, so he's he's on the island and um damn him to hell. I've always been far too fascinated by him, which makes me some kind of horrible hypocrite, but um, and I've read the shit out of, especially Simon Seabag Montefiore. All the books he's written about Stalin are incredible. There's one, my favorite one is uh, well, there's there's um, the young Stalin, which is really good, but then another one's called The Court of the Red Czar, and it's so it's so compelling, but so dark mm. and soul destroying that you can't put it down, but also you feel like going into a forest and not coming back out it's just so <laughs> bleak and revealing of humanity's darkness however i think i know enough about him to know that i could and i think you have to in some extreme situations shut off certain knowledges mm. you know to deal with himmler right together okay which i don't think himmler's going to offer much off he seems like up he's a soft kind mm. of wormy guy so we just get a couple of big long sticks. <laughs> you must let me up in the water. I'll tell you all. And just keep poking him out with the sticks. No. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. You're not coming on here. There's not enough. <laughs> no, but I'm not Himmler. Oh, here we go. I mean, he started a big long story about he's someone else. He'd, he'd try all the lies, wouldn't he? Yeah. I think, yeah, you're going to be easier to dispatch Himmler than Stalin. And Stalin's got a <laughs> bit more heft to him. Well, he's he's not he's not a tall guy, but he's he's got street tough. Yeah. He was a he was a street urchin, mm. and he's um, he's he's uh, participated in quite a bit of violence. Mm. So he's a hard ass, and I don't think he's going to shirk away from the dark stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure whether he used to do. I think he did. No, I'm thinking of Yezhov, <clears throat> one of his NKVD. Um, Chiefs was Nikolai Yezhov. Yezhov, I can't. Um, he he was five foot tall, but wow. he used to go in sometimes and shoot prisoners himself. Okay, just to get a buzz on. So, so quite the opposite of Himmler there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, same ends. But I I think um I think he's such a bully, Stalin. And even if you're like one of the top henchmen, mm. 
He just plays all those. He used to make them all. We everybody probably knows now after seeing um, the film, but he used to get all of his henchmen and they would all go and eat these long meals, four courses of meals of food, and then they would drink and drink, and he would keep them all awake, talking into the night, and he would he would go around the room just isolating different ones at different times, playing them off each other, you know, playing with their groveling up to him, sucking up to him, and playing all these mind games on them. And just, they thought every night was the night they were going to not wake up the next day. And and yet they were getting drunk. And then they'd have to laugh at his jokes. Then he would turn his mood up. Like, it just sounds like torture. Absolutely. I think, I mean... Being at the sharp end of any totalitarian regime just seems like, I mean, just obviously there's lots of bad things about being at the sharp end of a totalitarian regime, but just exhausting, just tiring, exhausting. just really tiring, you know? Because even if you're at the top and you're you're right at the top, you're Molotov or you're Khrushchev, you know, even there, I mean, the mental strain that they were under. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Khrushchev... Um, you know, when he did the odd erratic thing at the United Nations and pulled off his shoe and banged it on the thing, you just think, I'm amazed his mental health is strong enough just to get through a day. Yeah. Like, after the thing. I mean, f- first he's on the front line of the greatest w- battle in human history. He was a, he was in the Red Army, and he must have seen some horrific shit then. But then for the war to end and be... A Stalin crony where he you th- this is as high as you can get this is the best it gets and yet you're still every minute of every day you're terrified yeah definitely yeah and then I mean let's say that you let Himmler out the water oh okay and you've got so you've got him and Stalin on the island together I mean they're yeah. both the mind games between the two of them is going to be just phenomenal yeah well I think <clears throat> Both of them need to thrive with. See, I think with Stalin, he he exists because there is a certain amount of belief in his what he's doing, mm. and so so Himmler doesn't exist unless he's got an absolute, um, like loyal guard loyal to him they they so he'd have the ss guard looking out for him and they're loyal to hitler so himmler's like sort of um he's almost besides the point <laughs> but he is hitler's choice so and they're madly fanatically loyal yeah. to uh, this dude so without them himmler's a mush isn't he mm. on the island he's a mush he can't start a fire i bet well oh. i can't but <laughs> I wonder if he just—he's one of those people. He just—he always wants to be the guy behind the guy. So he'd just—he'd just turn into Stalin's lackey. He'd start sucking up to Stalin mm. for sure, and then—and that's how. And you'd have. This is why you couldn't allow him to be on the island because they would start. You know, they would have all that in common yeah. with their, <laughs> their murders. <laughs> they came from very different backgrounds. I think. Um, yeah. I think uh, Himmler was a sort of middle class. Uh, run-of-the-mill sort of and I think Stalin was absolute dirt poor you know the alcoholic abusive father was that so they wouldn't be that but they could bond over the death camps that they both had Um, (laughs) I'm regretting these choices because you know I feel I feel like there's people out there have really studied these guys 
<laughs> and uh, and could be a lot more eloquent than me. I'm just, you know, if you ask someone, who would you hate to have at a dinner party? Those two jump out at you. Yeah, I think you're doing a cracking job. I mean, I, I don't think we need a huge amount of, uh, you know, life research on, on these two to know that it'd be a pretty shitty mate to have on an island. And, and um, some of the food, <clears throat> I went to, this is how old I am, but I, I went to the Soviet Union when I was 17 years old uh, uh-huh. on a high school trip. We were so fortunate. Um, the Canadian government uh, met our what we could fundraise to send us over, these kids from a small country town uh, uh, representing Canada on a kind of exchange type thing. Anyway, the food they gave us was like the best of their food to sort of show us, look how good we are. This is the yeah. 1987, but... It was pretty shitty, actually. Yeah, I they, can they, imagine. They, yeah, because they weren't giving us their worst food. Like, they wanted to impress <laughs> us. So, they gave us, like, a dry rye bread that, if that was the best they could produce, it did make me feel extra empathy <laughs> for the people who survived the siege of Leningrad or, 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 or Stalingrad. Like... What must they have been eating? So yeah. they, it did, it did make me th- uh, really respectful of, uh, of the Russian and other nations around's toughness. What a tough people! Yeah, like, fuck hell. Talk about being through the ringer. Yeah, <laughs> they do not get good governments. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't want any of that Soviet food. No. Um, well, before we move on to the food wholesale, I think we've oh, still yeah. got, we're still going to put one more person with you on the island. Okay. Now, this one, I just wanted to change it up a bit. Okay. Um, and this one is like a type of person. So during Brexit, I remember, like, I was a non-wanting-to-leave the EU. Mm-hmm. But I, I was getting a bit funny thinking, God, everybody on all of the press seems to say that all the people who voted for Brexit breakfast are are racists and bigots and i and it didn't i just thought the the numbers don't add up there's no way there could be Mm. 17 million people and they're all like that and so i forced myself to go and meet loads of them Mm -hmm. over the wherever i traveled and um i got the strong impression that they weren't racist that they did have some ideas that i thought were misguided about sovereignty and stuff like that but it was a real thing Anyway, so I found them to be um, really nice, normal people who just happened to... And I met even some lefties. And I've and I met, like, lots of people of color who actually were for Brexit. Yeah. And so it just threw out all of the cliches and the quite nasty stuff. But this... this they're probably you struggle to find a person who... Uh, is all of these things, you know? <laughs> so I'm sort of making a... An amalgamation. Making a... Yeah, composite of all the meanies on Twitter. The lefty meanies who make me uh, ashamed of being a lefty. I just think, God, this isn't what we're supposed to be like. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It just feels like more and more, I just, I I feel like I'm trying to adapt to a new kind of thinking, which is a sort of positive nihilism, where I'm just not (laughs) going to care about anything too much beyond the sort of immediate reasonable things and demands of my family. You know, I'm just going to try and just not because 
it's just as soon as you get too deep into anything at the minute it just becomes unpleasant you know you start off on twitter going yeah i don't like this person what someone else said about them and then by the end it's just so like full of bile a piece of your soul dies when it happens doesn't it Mm. and i think it's it's usually because it's like you know like it's like someone will do a video and go look those people are laughing at us and look what they're doing and then you you go oh yeah yeah you oh that's awful that they're like that but then you can find that on both sides and i think it's it's just like social media never have uh, before have we ever been able to collect all the opinions we don't like so quickly yeah yeah and put them together and so it can feel like the apocalypse is coming mm. depending on what it is that you're afraid of that day you can get all the evidence you need yeah. And I think I'd, I I saw um you know you'd meet people who are like well it's just the rise of the right the, the far right the far right and I thought is it though? I mean it is on Twitter. I mean there's loads of people who espouse really nasty ideals. And most people I meet are certainly not far right. And 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 none of the Brexit people I met are far right. I think it would be better to minimize it and not say that there's a big cuz if you were sort of uh, on your own going, oh, boy, I feel really far right. But I'm not going to join that kind of ideology because it's, it's on the outside of society and no one believes in that shit. I don't want to be exposed. But if then there's loads of people going, it's huge. There's loads of them. Everybody's doing it. It's a real. And then they'll go, yeah, well, might as well. That looks like I'm right in thinking that then. I don't need to be ashamed of it anymore and they'll just yeah. go for it. Yeah. I think you point. try and ignore that shit. Mm. And don't give it any you know, and don't don't call someone who says something a, that you disagree with that's right wing. Don't ever call them a fascist, like don't dust that off. <laughs> Save it for when it matters. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise it'll lose its power, won't mm. it? That's why I feel like in some ways, I mean obviously Way too many people have died during this pandemic. I don't like that side of it, but I quite like the sort of neutrality of it. You know, you go, this thing is bad. None of us Mm. like it. Let's all do what we can. And that's quite a nice thing to go, oh, it's a classic good and evil story. This is okay. You know, my neighbor gave me a loaf of sourdough (laughs) bread the other day. There's fewer cars on the street. I quite like this sort of back to basics. Us us good evil virus bad and i just had this thought the other day i was like oh no when everything goes back to normal and you know it'd be great to save the economy but we're gonna have to talk about fucking brexit again (laughs) and we're gonna have to be like two sides again well i even it's some people are still trying to divide people up uh, over it and then i i'd have to ignore them They're, they're even trying to find this as a way to but i think and i had some friends who who were like pointing out all the idiots, the COVID idiots. Look at these people. Like, and I was saying, like, you could find loads of people who are behaving in a way you don't approve of, and then cobble them all together and go, those people. But actually, really, the a better way to think of it is how remarkable it is that people actually accepted the idea of being locked down, you know, for the sake of the healthcare mm. and for the sake of old uh, people. Isn't it remarkable that our culture did that? Yeah. Like, or, you know, not the only ones, but I couldn't have imagined that that would happen. Yeah. No. Like that people would comply like, 
on the levels they have. It's a it's a miracle, I think. Yeah, no, I've, I've, it's a, it is nice. I think. I mean, I think there are. <laughs> I mean, well, it's weird talking about a pandemic being nice, but I reckon there. You know, that, like I say, there <laughs> there are like little silver linings of sort of, you know, humanity. I realize how uh, <clears throat> unimportant stand-up comedy is, <laughs> but equally how much I really miss it. <laughs> um, but it's a it's amazing that mo- that people have complied to such that have got you know it's it's uh, got behind it mm. um um but it, there have it man I, I i experienced one thing that i don't think i'll ever get again was um it was during the day when i did it but my mother-in-law needed her medicine and some food brought up to her so i drove it to her but she lives about she lives a ways away and mm. we couldn't find anyone else to do it and i also had her medicine already it was early in the lockdown anyway i drove there and dropped it off, wiped everything down, dropped it on the porch, and turned around and drove back without stopping. But it was the roads were empty, mm. and it was the most free I've ever been. Like, you get that at night, you're coming back from a gig, and the roads are empty in the middle of the night. But in the daytime, is the weirdest thing. Yeah, I had a was, real was, urge at the beginning of lockdown to just drive through central London to see what it was like, but I was persuaded otherwise. You know, if you were doing, like, a film that had, you know, end of the society type yeah. thing you know apocalyptic film that would have been a great time for people to be out there filming yeah yeah like not filming scenes but just filming just put a camera on the top of your moped and just ride around yeah you wouldn't need to CGI out all the people with that <laughs> that's what I thought so yeah it's pretty shitty the old virus mm. so we're gonna go then so we're, we're gonna say like a, a, an overly woke person on twitter is going to be your um, your your third yeah. I wouldn't pick. want them in because they, in some ways, share a lot of the kind of. Sh- I, I would point to them and go, "You and Himmler, you're not so dissimilar, are you? <laughs> Apart from all the murder." <laughs> but I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that you're a few steps away. You know, like oh, I tell you what got me thinking about <clears throat> that was in Canada, racist people towards uh, our natives, our indigenous peoples. Mm. Used to, I, I remember during Brexit listening to people how they talked about people who voted for Brexit, and I thought this sounds so familiar. And actually, it it did sound the same way people used to talk about natives in Canada. So they would, well, they don't understand what they're voting for. They just they don't get it. I mean, they're, you know, they were just talking about how ignorant they were and how tacky they were Mm. and how you know how easily led they are and those are like the nice things they'd say about them Mm. well of course they just don't and all of those things i just thought god it sounds like a a bigot talking about a a cree yeah (laughs) you know so that anyway i didn't want to forget that i thought i was going to be able to weave that into a really clever sounding (laughs) comparison but i think uh one a few years ago, I got caught speeding, and I had to go on one of those speed awareness courses to sort of to not have the points on my license. Yeah, and it was this half day thing, and I couldn't have engineered a more perfect cross section of society in that room of sort of <laughs> I don't know fifteen twenty of us, and everyone yeah. was so nice. And I remember thinking, and I came away from it, 
And my wife was going, how was it? Was it really dull? And I was like, you know, it was life affirming. Because I, th- I came away thinking maybe we're all going to be all right. Because yeah. there's like, you know, there's just a full cross section of like ages, gender, uh, yeah. you know, ethnicities. And, I th- and we all got along fine. But I bet if we went to the pub afterwards and started talking for, you know, a couple of hours, the more we found <laughs> out about each other, the you know, the more cracks there'll be. And I, I just think maybe there's something for just keeping a very superficial level of interaction with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, withdrawing further yeah. and further until all we've got is just sort of a basic, hi, how you doing? Oh, he seemed nice. And that's all we've got. You know, we don't pick away too much and we'll be okay. Yeah, and that's, that's, yeah, I guess that's the problem with Twitter is there's too many opinions. And we, if you don't know everybody's every single opinion about something, it's way much easier to like each other. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're in the in the flesh, you you don't immediately just start going you know what i think about this <laughs> whoa do you like you <clears throat> you use your manners yeah and you know you sort of gauge it just sort of um, out of context thought thoughts those driving things are great they're a bit like going to an aa meeting i don't go to AA meetings anymore but um that was the same thing you go god everyone's in this together yeah yeah, they're, they're yeah, I just think good. maybe that's something good for the the health of the nation is just every now and again, maybe every quarter, you just have to go for half a day, nice chat with with a group of people. Yeah, well, I always te- and I always sh- um, <clears throat> uh, tell the kids like you know, when you have a glass of water, you know what it's like if you got to teach them about stuff, and you then you have to teach them like where water comes from, and then you end up having a new deep respect for the infrastructure yeah. you know in all, all of the things that go on to allow us to live not in chaos <laughs> and you just think oh yeah there's millions of people and i, I don't know many guys who uh, anymore mm. so you 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 think to yourself well you know um it, it, if uh, people who build the roads mostly want brexit well there must be something in it <laughs> <laughs> there, could, there must be something in both sides. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've made myself sound like a judgy fucker, but by uh, wanting to achieve the opposite, <laughs> not at all. I think uh, I don't know. I mean, as I said, I'm just enjoying the simplicity of lockdown. So you know, everything gets more complicated the further away we get from it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm not sure that I, I when it when it ends that I might feel a bit kind of. Because I'm, I'm quite liking the safety of not having to go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Not having to socialize. That that suited me down to the ground. Yeah. Like I know, a lot of people talk about their dads and dads, it seems like older dads in their 70s or 80s are loving it. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, they get to, my dad gets to sit and not talk to anyone. <laughs> He's, this is the best thing that's ever happened to him. <laughs> apart from, uh. He can't see mum because she's in hospital. But I don't want. Let's not go down there. But <laughs> I think part of me, my my old ma- uh, old man sort of uh, anti-social side, is really liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But then you get a little lonely, mm. and then you go online and just read everyone's opinion then <laughs> it makes you oh no it's fine okay well we'll go into something slightly right. less complicated and uh and um potentially i should have just brought a person like piers morgan <laughs> well he's he's had his time on the island anyway so i heard yeah i listened to um eleanor tiernan's because i love eleanor mm. tiernan 
and she brought out the pears. So I thought that is done. <laughs> well, let's move on to the food. Amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately mm. for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Oh, baked beans. Baked beans. So especially if loads of breakfast stuff survived and then they, they were able to put on a, a breakfast buffet mm. and then a big old, one of those big tins, or one of those big uh, pots that's being heated from underneath. Yeah, full of soup, beans, soup jar thing. Oh, it's disgusting! Just looking at beans, <laughs> and then they put it. F- the full English is, I look. People love it, but I cannot understand how beans makes it in there. Like, when is beans be being a breakfast thing? I mean, refried beans maybe mm. in a huevos rancheros <laughs> I can tolerate, <laughs> but just baked beans yeah, mixing always, with your egg what yeah, i've f- always struggled with them a lot i find them a bit mm. of a, a strange a strange beast and and they sort of get a bit of a skin on them sometimes don't they when yeah. they're in that sort of that breakfast buffet pot that just keeps them hot yeah and that that skin can get off and it can perfectly fit over one of your teeth <laughs> like a cap have you ever had that one or it's like a cap mm. on your teeth and it's uh, and then you got to get it off you got to get your finger Mm. Yeah, and I don't like how it mixes with the your runny eggs. Like for me, my eggs and it's the toast soaks up the egg, mm. and the yeah. and the bacon adds a bit of crunch. But you put a liquidy, liquidy beans on there. It's it's not right. I feel bad even saying that because you know I'm going to be alienating a lot of people who love beans. <laughs> yeah, I've, no, I've always been a bit a bit. Uh, anti the bean i feel also that a full english i haven't done the research on this but it feels like the beans would have been the last one to kind of muscle in there on the plate yeah you know the other the other ingredients have always been around you know sausages and bacon and eggs we've Mm. always had them toast nowadays you're getting hash browns which they're probably fairly late to the party that's an american uh addition i think yeah but the, the tomatoes aren't aren't good tomatoes no they don't no. do good to the tomatoes those those shouldn't be in there either no it's a it's a tricky thing isn't it because if you go to a cafe and get a sort of traditional greasy spoon full english none of those things if we're honest are cooked you know there could be a better version of every one of those things on the plate yep. Yep. but then if you get a posh full english that's not right somehow that doesn't doesn't quite work mm. you know it's sort of you know you've kind of poshed it up too much but i feel like the beans Someone added them in. I bet it was, you know, sometime in the, in maybe like the seventies, and it's yep. just been adopted in, and we forgot. But it doesn't. It doesn't sit right with me. It feels. It feels like something when people finally started getting enough money to go on holidays to Spain. It feels like someone out there was just struggling. Go. What can we? What more can we give them? These people have worked hard for this holiday. I want to <laughs> give them more. We'll chuck some beans on there. Yes. Yeah. Good British beans. Well, yeah, but. People have those that like at a supper where they don't want to put any effort in. (laughs) Yeah, but we want to give them the real glamorous, you know, like they're getting something (laughs) on this holiday. Yeah, chuck them in breakfast then. And then they're easy, gives them protein. No, it's a terrible thing that we, it's it's one of the things that embarrasses Britain wherever. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) When people come from abroad, I, I, I don't want them to see our buffet breakfasts. I still quite like the idea that some people would have at one point come back from holiday on Spain in Spain and gone, oh, it was fantastic. You got beans with your breakfast. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, I'll show you a photo. 
and it, yeah, yeah, and it just spread from there. Yeah, yeah, because well, people had a different they had different tastes then. I mean, there were some people that were only having spaghetti for the first time, weren't they, in the seventies? Mm. So, yeah. yeah. But um, so beans is is uh, yeah. No yeah. good, and not a good desert island food either. When you're hot, and you know, no one's want oh. some nice, nice hot summery beans. I mean, if if it's hot, and you love your eggs and bre- breakfast, some spicy refried beans can go in there. But mm. but but black beans are better. Yeah, I, yeah, I did I, like a hot breakfast in Guatemala and places like that. They seem to do it really good. Mm. But. Um, beans would have ruined it yeah i think of all the beans these are i think baked beans are the worst yeah. type of so, beans i'm gonna to have to say and it is as you say it is a controversial opinion for many but you know somebody's got a somebody in the bean industry had a connection to governments hmm. and they've yeah. been given contracts so it's, <laughs> it's corrupt and uh what what would you wash them down with what the bean you? lobby Oh, what would I <laughs> at breakfast? I mean, just it, it, for your for your desert island worst drink, what would what would be washing the beans down on the island? Oh well, for me it would have to be alcohol because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'd have to be like like there was nothing else to drink but booze, and I suppose by that point I was just saying, well, I'm I'm here with frickin' Hitler, and no, I'm with Himmler and Stalin, and 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 a, an amalgamation of all the things that annoy me from the 21st mm. century yeah. um these three dicks um <laughs> I'm, i might as well drink and yeah. that would and that uh yeah that would be a shame i'd feel like i'd lost yeah and also imagine all your you know all your attempts to kind of stay neutral in the midst of these awful people on the island <laughs> and then you know you add, add a bit of booze and it's not going to help things i'd compromise myself at some point Mm. And I would probably, I would be funny and I would probably let my morals down a bit and I'd allow myself to become friendly with them. Mm. And I would, as soon as I started getting laughs off them, that little, that sad part of me would be like, oh, wow, they they think I'm funny. (laughs) And I'd start overlooking all of Himmler's crimes. And then I'd feel really hungover and shamed at myself. And then I'd drink some more and go, I'm going to kill him. (laughs) And I'd have him by the throat and stall and be going, yes, you must give him... St-. And then I'd go, oh, why did I do a terrible Slavic accent? <laughs> It'd be funny, though, if Stalin would have to take off the suit. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what he'd wear. Yeah. Yeah. Measure suit. Anyway. Yeah, you, they're, also, they're all such sort of serious-looking people. You can't imagine them sort of dressing down at all, can you? Well, apparently Stalin was very funny, though. Oh, really? He had a wicked sense of humour and could be quite funny. Although that's in a regime where if you didn't laugh at him, you got shot. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know. yeah those, like, those people were applauding and they just applauded for like 15 minutes and there was a guy who stopped first. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So, um, yeah, that that would be number one. Beans and booze. I'd hate to have booze on there. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Now, uh, Tony, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? Oh, sugar. I forgot to think about a, a film. <laughs> My f- least okay. favourite song... Oh damn! 
Um, uh, usually, I had it sort of anything <laughs> radio poppy. Hmm. Um, I, th- I guess anything by, oh, oh, what don't I like? Anybody by like a, someone who's won one of those competitions? Yeah. So I can't. I, I, so something fairly sort of insipid pop. Yeah, I think I've... We can go for a category if that's easier. In my 20s and 30s, I would have had a top 10 of things that I despised and were negative for society. But mm. I've, I've, I'm so uh, healthy now mentally that I don't even know. <laughs> Anything that was poppy and in the charts, I think I've always disliked, probably. Something a bit too saccharine and... Oh, anything by Beyonce for no good reason. Just that loads of people dig her. <laughs> just no, fuck that. Everyone seems to have a really strong opinion on Beyonce. Mm. And uh, if 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 by putting her there winds up anyone, then that would be worth it. <laughs> Beyonce, any of her songs, I'd hate. Also, I mean, there is the small chance that you'll get Stalin and Himmler drunk and they'll start dancing to Beyonce. And although, you know, you won't have an audience to see that, just for the imagery alone, I mean, that's that's worth it. Well, Himmler would want to know if if Hitler liked it. Yeah. So he wouldn't even know how to commit. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be really confused. I think Stalin would love it. He's pretty... He's a pretty artistic guy. He was a... uh, he was an, meant to be a very good poet. You know how, like, Hitler was a shit artist? Yeah. Stalin was actually a good poet. Oh, right. Yeah, in, in Georgian, obvs. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, he was, a, he was good at poetry. I think it got less good as he grew more paranoid. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that would happen. I but mean, he would <laughs> listen to the song over and over and critique it and underline bits he didn't like and... Tell me again, when she refers to her jelly, what what does she mean? <laughs> what is this jelly? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, okay. I, I should have brought up... Uh, I don't have a song I hate. No, that's fine. Anything. But we're going for a, say, we'll say Beyonce, a, a Beyonce hit slash X yeah. Factor contestant winner. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> I feel very strongly and vaguely about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then movie though movie yeah oh least favorite movie um oh you know i don't like any of the cartoony um all of those you know the marvel ones i can't i can't do those and because i've got the kids watch all that stuff yeah i really really loathe them there's too much going on there's too much uh explosions and stuff it's like it's too computer gamey like the sort of avengers films and things like yeah. that yeah I, loathe them because a friend of mine was saying i'm not really into that that canon of work but they're i mean they're increasingly long as well aren't they so my friend yeah my friend who does really like them it was his birthday and as a father of one you know he just wanted some time on his own so he just went to see the new <laughs> avengers film <laughs> that's so class classic <laughs> parent yeah there's like what do you want for your birthday i want no one around me for a few hours so he yeah. kind of went to, and he said that by sort of hour two he came out went went to the toilet and just thought well i know there's probably going to be more twists and turns but i'm happy with the ending at this point i'm just going to walk off because he'd seen enough and he thought i'm happy with it i'm sure that there'll be more twists and turns but this where it's ended now at this piss break feels right <laughs> and that's someone who likes these films couldn't even make, yeah. make their because they're like three hours long now it's like a thing that could be happening 
all the time and you just dip into it and watch it and mm. it's it's they all you you'd be hard pressed to def, to see what's different about what like which one you're watching yeah unless you knew at the beginning like star wars you can turn it on and you can go oh it's one of those three one of those three yeah or one of those three i mean the good thing about star wars they tell you exactly where you are at the beginning of each film which is a device i wish more films used right here's the background let me bring you up to speed instead of starting with a long time ago in a galaxy far far away they might as well just start with let me bring you up to speed in that (laughs) yellow font that goes up the screen and that's it yeah and and like okay you remember you remember that that guy Mm. right so that's with that language that would be great yeah um yeah i don't i don't understand those and same with those my son was watching uh hobbs and something which is like those um like uh it's like a fast and furious spin-off isn't it hobbs and shore i believe yeah, and it's kind of cute, and you hear their banter, but you just think it's the same thing, just over and over and over. Mm. And it, as soon as they do the chases, it gets so, it like, I don't know, it just... Uh, Stalin was also a big film buff. Really? So he would probably love whatever it was and, mm. and watch it over and over, because he used to make his henchmen sit and watch. When they'd been drinking for all night... And they were all drunk, but too frightened to sleep. He would say, now everyone will come and he, they would watch a Western or something together. Mm. And he wouldn't let them sleep. Oh, man, that is so <laughs> tricky. So we'd be watching Fast and Furious with Stalin. Yeah. And we wouldn't be able to fall asleep or not watch it. Oh, oh man, man. Nightmare. Yeah, I think things like that Hobson Shaw, just to me, it just looks like it's... It's basically two testicles blowing stuff up. (laughs) It seems to be what it is. Um, But yeah, the Avengers, all that sort of, that era, that that body of work, (laughs) should we say, it just, yeah, it's big and confusing and long and I don't understand it and it just makes me feel old and I just want it to stop and go away. (laughs) Yeah, there's, you can't believe in anything. It's, it's, it, 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 you could be looking at a wall, Mm. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, and and uh, I knew that I couldn't trust myself with video games, so I've banned myself from those too. So mm. it's a bit like watching it is like a thing I've even banned. Mm. God, I'm a judgy person. <laughs> but I just think as soon as I got into it, that would be me. Yeah. That would be it. I'd be gone. <laughs> and those those they remind me of what I'm missing. And like, you watch those and you think I should be playing this. Yeah. Yeah. When you watch one of those Avengers type things, I should be moving the guy. But also, those sort of films used to be kind of, you know, it's gentle escapism. You know, you watch some sort of comic book style action film, but now you have to, like, you have to know so much about the backstories and the origin stories and the spin offs, and mm. you can't just sort of dip in. It's like you have to do research now to to know what's happening as i get i get that side of it but but surely the comic book is is already the best form for it you know you read the comic book and you can read it at whatever pace you want you can allow the information to go in mm. kind of like the way i read history you know you can go nice and slow like if i listen to a podcast or an audio book it doesn't give me the satisfaction mm. i have to read it really slow so it goes in and then you connect this and connect so i, I understand that desire for that kind of 
working puzzling stuff mm. up but the movie seems to me like it just it's just bah, bah, <laughs> rather than yeah yeah and it's a it's a, interesting what you're saying about your friend i did that my wife weirdly likes all of that stuff mm. <laughs> so when the babies were small to give her a chance to go in and just have no one around and watch a movie and mm. i had the twins in the buggy out outside but we were monkeying around doing other stuff yeah and she wouldn't couldn't last because she was she was just too focused on the children so yeah. she only lasted about an hour and yeah. yeah she's another one who loves those movies but it mm. didn't hook her enough away from kids yeah there are also films where sort of the the total death toll would be so much greater than whatever they're trying to save you know they like the amount mm. of buildings and infrastructure they just <laughs> plow through and destroy and that's all kind of okay because you're getting to that one thing that you're trying to save or destroy or whatever it is yeah well the, i guess like himmler and stalin would find it all very like fine mm. wouldn't they they'd be going yeah those numbers are pretty bad <laughs> Yeah, so playing top trumps against each other. Yeah, mm. it's so. Yeah, because I I like a long movie if it's like a historical one, mm. and and then there's got a, it's and it shows you enough of the horrific kind of nature of war. Or something. I I like that kind of entertainment. Mm. You know when they show like the darkness of humanity, I can get. I think you come out of that and feel enriched mm. by the deaths. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know, at least you feel more connected to your dark side, to your shadow. <laughs> but you come out of those movies, I don't think you're connected to your shadow at all. Mm. Yeah. You're just confused and tired, and you don't know exactly why you're so tired. Plus, I think to make this island particularly irritating, I'm going to say that it can be one of a series of these movies, but you're not going to get the ones either side of it, so it's not going to make a lot of sense <laughs> on its own <laughs> in isolation. Uh, there's me explaining to them what I don't know about. Yeah. Oh, well, Stalin, the thing is, you missed the origin story. Now, Wolverine here, he's got these mm. sort of claw things, and, um, you know... But, I uh, think... I. Th I think it might be the sort of thing I would treat Stalin to after we drowned Himmler. Right, right. And so as a way of just, I don't know, just having a rest, I would do exactly that. I'd, I'd park Stalin in front of the, one of that, that film and I would just have two and a half hours, three hours rest. Yeah. I can imagine him walking up the beach with you going, oh, now uh, Himmler is gone. <laughs> you mentioned you have a movie to watch. Yeah, 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 it's going to be great. I'll watch it with you. But um, And then I would sit behind him yeah. and just have a little nap with my composite character, <laughs> who by then I would have got to know and would have realized, actually, they're, they're not as bad as their opinions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Tony, finally, uh, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. What is it and uh, why they're such a dick? Well, I wanted to go pangolin, mm. but... Um, because I didn't even know about a pangolin. And then I realized that they're eating them in the wet markets, but it wasn't them no. that started the virus. <laughs> and I can't blame bats. Mm. Bats live in a, you know, they live in a dirty situation uh, in caves yeah. and they travel a lot. Mm. And so they're, they're, they can carry viruses. A uh, bit like, as my daughter said, like business people. <laughs> they travel a lot and they can, they're really good at trans, transferring viruses around yeah <laughs> so mm. so i'd say oh i'd say 
Yeah, bats are pretty, I don't know, they're too cute. The biggest dick of all the animals. Oh, God, tough one. I'm, who don't I like? Oh, the household cat? No, Mm -hmm. no, can't do that. It's a popular choice, actually. Uh, A lot of people choose cats. A domestic cat, yeah. Cats and dogs come up quite a lot, considering they're the two most popular animals in the world. They're also the two least popular animals. Oh, that's that's like not wanting to support the band that's really popular. Mm. I don't like the Beatles. I like the Who. (laughs) So the... um, Okay, I'm going to go for Crocodile. Crocodile, yeah. They're bastards. They are bastards. The mean old bastards. And, you know, and I'm, I've got the image of that one who's got a hold of that. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> the monitor. No, the, the. Komodo dragon. Yeah, when it got a hold of that buffalo. Mm. And it just, it wasn't like hard enough to totally maul it and get it killed quickly like a crocodile would have. Mm. It just had to slowly eat it while it was alive and made it suffer. Yeah, so fuck that. Because don't they, don't they just bite you and then they just wait for you, your cut to get infected and you to die? <laughs> yeah, something Which, like that. I, I just imagine you'd be standing there and it would just be what... <laughs> you'd come back to the village be like, oh, God, look, it got me. It's like, well, at least you're okay. You know, yeah, that was a, that was a tough, tough uh, escape and a bandage it up. And then out the corner of your eye, you just see him watching... Like maybe yeah. reading a paper or something just for three days as you as you uh, slowly you just what but then you you'd be incapacitated because you'd get paralyzed by it yeah and he would then he would just start eating you while you were alive he wouldn't even wait for you to be dead like yeah. that poor old water buffalo start on your legs and you'd be just like can't move just going you are an absolute prick yeah you're you're a rotter yeah it's a real dick move it's kind of uh <laughs> it's like you get the worst of both worlds because you get attacked by an animal with ferocious teeth but you also die slowly of a kind of uh, venom so you get yeah. both you know well and then you would have thought he would have given you a break because he's you've just fed him himmler yeah so he shouldn't need to eat again for a while but he's hungry again <laughs> So you've got to somehow work a way for it to be Stalin. Mm. Stalin seems strong, though. Who's the bigger dick, Stalin or a, a massive poison-spitting lizard? <laughs> Probably Stalin. <laughs> Probably Stalin. <laughs> it's got to be Stalin on that. Yeah. yeah. So in the end, it's just you and that other guy who's also from the 21st century. Mm. And I guess together you could really work out all your okay. all your issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we could maybe train train the lizard <laughs> and we'd both agree that beans have no place on a breakfast plate I like what you've done I think you've, you've turned it into like a, a happy desert paradise in the end <laughs> <laughs> old, imp- old improv instincts <laughs> trying, trying, all, trying to link it all up at the end yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. Well, fair enough. Well, Tony, I like your thinking. I like seeing your workings out, and uh, you've done a great job here on the island today. And um, obviously, you know, as we speak, it's who knows what's going on, but we seem to still be in lockdown for a while yet. Um, hmm. Where can people sort of see or hear more well, from you? If you're out there and uh, it's the autumn, come see me in the autumn. I'm going to try to redo my tour dates for the autumn from september fingers crossed but mm-hmm. october november december all around britain but i'm i kind of like bob dylan i'm constantly on tour so i can't wait to do that maybe come see me there 
or online I where could I oh I do a thing on Sundays with Phil Nickel called the Virtue Chamber Echo Bravo mm -hmm. where we just talk about how to heal but we don't know anything about spirituality so we make it all up <laughs> um, and then I do a shitty quiz on a f Saturday but yeah just google me Great. But come see me live. That would be the best. Nice one. Oh, Tony, thank you very much for being our guest today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. <laughs>